So how long have you been a model? So officially being a model, I wouldn't even know what since I was about 14. That's what me and my friends would go do for fun, you know, before everything became so like, oh, you're a model, you're a photographer. It's always been something fun and something to do with people and to get to know each other with. So I would say a long time, really. Yeah, that's the same with me. Like, I tell this joke all the time, but like, even like, I can't remember a time where I didn't want to act or entertain. Like, even when I was a kid worshiping Barney, I, uh, you know, I would be like, I want to be on the TV. I want to play with Barney, too. You know, so I mean, I can kind of get that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And you dance, too, right? I I do dance, but I'm terrible at it. I enjoy dancing, but I'm not good at it. Same thing with basketball. It's just, it's for fun. I wouldn't call me a dancer by any stretch. Really? But I was looking at some of your uh, performances and you look so free and you look like you were really having fun. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's what counts. It's it's a form of expression, really. When you have, I'm, I'm a really high energy person. So energy gets pent up really easily. And I find myself getting frustrated or getting angry at things that don't need, don't need to be, you know, wasted that precious energy on. So sometimes I just wake up and like start dancing. <laughs> hey, that's how you do it. Yeah, for sure. Now you also eat fire, right? Wait, what? Say that one more time. I said you also eat fire, right? Eat fire. Yeah. I think I want to say yeah, because that sounds really cool. Could you explain like what exactly you mean by that? Well, I saw you uh, playing with fire and you, you, you swallowed one, didn't you? So are you okay? Maybe you're speaking about a picture I have from one of my old MySpace days where, yeah, when I was, when I was that young, I would try to do like all the craziest stuff to stand out on MySpace. You know what I mean? Like eating fire. Actually, it's not MySpace. The picture was taken September 29th, which was recent. And it's you like downing a fireball, like just, Whoa. Okay, I'm so sorry. September when? That's on- is your name? Is your name Tina? No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is up with today, man? <laughs> no, I Who are you, like, first whoa, that sounds so cool. Like, I wish I could take credit for that. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Let's first of all let's get this straight. What's your name? So maybe I'm not the great dancer that you were speaking about. <laughs> You're not the person I thought you were at all. <laughs> That's why I said, what's your name? My name is Daisy. Hey, Daisy, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> people are got people are gonna know. Okay, so I don't have your number saved and I typed in your number. Oh and God. I guess somebody else that I was scheduled to um, do an interview with you know just was like uh, has the same first three numbers as you okay and so I thought it was I thought it was you for a minute I'm like (laughs) what are you talking about like it's right here 
I'm sorry I'm not the fire-eating dancer you thought you'd be speaking to today. Maybe I can contribute. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, a, it's okay. It's okay. We should start over, though. Okay. We should definitely... We should definitely start over. All right. You ready? I'm ready, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Jonathan? It's going good. How's your day been so far? Everything's been smooth. It's going great. I'm reading, hanging out with my dog. Ah, uh, what kind of dog is he? Well, she is a pit bull mix, and I'm not sure with what, because her mom got out of the fence. So she's the mailman baby. <laughs> yeah um so how long have you been modeling so modeling i've been i mean technically if you really want to really- dive into the specifics i've been doing it forever because it's something me and my friends would always go and do after school for fun like hey you want to go take pictures so it's it's kind of always stemmed from that and i really don't take it like as a profession quite yet because it's still like a passionate outlet for me so i would say like since i was a kid like 14 well, you know what they say, the key to having a perfect job is to not think of it as work, so. Exactly. I agree 100%. Yeah. Now, how do you usually express yourself? So, I know we spoke earlier about dancing a little bit. You thought I was a great dancer, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, dancing definitely helps because, especially when no one's watching, it's just, like, moving your body is, is the key to keeping your energy flowing. So I dance and I do a little bit of photography. I haven't been doing it as much lately because modeling is less challenging for me. You don't, I don't need like a laptop or to edit a bunch of pictures. I just get out there and kind of like express what's going on through, you know, facial expressions or posing. So there's that. Nice, nice. I really like your tattoos, by the way, too. Thank you. Thank you. They all have a, a story, and they're all very special, close to me. They're awesome. I only have one on my uh, uh, forearm. It's an eye. Uh, I was obsessed with um, Lemony Snicket, so I was like, hey, I think an eye would be cool. So, oh, yeah. my gosh. Those books are so brilliant. It's so good that we got to read those books when we were kids. Yeah, and here's something you might find interesting. My uh, tattoo was a stick and poke. Oh, cool. I bet I heard those hurt. They're painful. They don't. They don't. It's the same as so it's probably even less painful than a regular tattoo. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm a huge baby, and my uh, friend did it. Uh, her name is Amber Rain. She's a complete hippie, and she does uh, stick and poke tattoos. And I was like, well, since you're my friend, I'll let you give me my first tattoo. And, you know, it was completely sanitary and whatnot, and I thought it was going to hurt. Like, we both thought we were going to be there for hours. And <laughs> it turns out it didn't hurt at all, you know, and I, I mean, I, I kind of like, you know, I kind of like it rough, so I was, it was kind of turning me on too, but, but, you know, I, uh, I took it like a man, man, I took it like a G, and I like it, it's awesome. That's super cool, I like to see it sometime, where is she working out of, predominantly? Uh, she's in Dallas. Very cool. But she will travel. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check her out sometime, because I, I need some work <laughs> done and fixed. 
Yeah, because did you know that was the original form of tattoo, the stick and poke was the first uh, form of tattooing? Yes, I actually follow a girl on Instagram. Her her tag is Grace Neutral, and she does a ton of stick and poke work, and it's super big, bold, solid. It's it's very unique, so if you ever get the chance to check her out, it's great work. Yeah, I just, um, the only thing I hate is you can only get it in one color. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Too, so. Mm-hmm. so you say you wouldn't call yourself a model. What would you describe yourself as? So I like, I really like to use the term creative because it doesn't stick me into one category or the other, like people say oh are you a photographer are you this or that and I'm like yeah 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 like all of that I can I can do all of that I want to do everything I want to paint I want to dance create do hair I went to hair school for a while so it's just expression like I love that (laughs) uh and I see you like to travel where have you traveled to? oh man this I've been on the road for about uh I want to say a year and a half now and so the east side of the country say from texas texas and over i've i've covered all of that pretty much on the east side so nice new york do you have any do you have any bucket list travel spots so i love traveling but i don't like the concept of being a tourist and i do want to go out of the country i love uh you know like the tropical climates and things but i want to live somewhere for a while such as like Belize or you know the Bahamas somewhere oh my gosh you're 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 just like my friend Amber like she hates staying in one place like the only reason why she's here she was on her way to London but you know because of Miss Rona they sent her back to America but yeah she hates being in one place I all the freaking time like she had left to go to thailand and she was in thailand for a little bit you know and then she wanted to go to london that didn't work out but yeah she's kind of like you she loves to travel and i was like don't you feel like you'll miss something and she goes well kind of sort of but at the end of the day nothing really changes like when she leaves like everybody's still doing the same thing right yeah you're not (laughs) I don't feel like you're missing out on anything if anything you're contributing to the people that do stay in one place because you can bring back those experiences and concepts and help open other people's minds that don't get the chance to travel yeah and what you took a photo shoot um I think you posted two hours ago. It says a few gems from a collection shot by Jim Felder. How was that shoot? Oh, man, that was so good. So in in the creative industry, what I've um, been learning, uh, unfortunately, is that there's a ton of guys out there that just pick up a camera and say, hey, I'm a photographer just to hang out with girls and try to get them naked, which is freaking ridiculous. And Jim, that's weird. It's it's true, though. It's a very big it's an epidemic in the creative industry. And there needs to be more protection for models out there, because especially new models, they just, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you're a photographer. Let's take pictures. And they get into really dangerous situations or creepy situations. But Jim Felder was one of the most professional men I have ever worked with. He's fun. He's awesome. He's very cool. He's funny. Um, He was driving away and um, 
his 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 uh thing on the back of his car said Slim Jim, and I was like, oh my gosh, that guy's so funny! Like he's perfect. So that shoot was so cool. One of a really good experience. Yeah, I'm glad you could shout him out. And you looked amazing. My favorite uh my favorite picture is the third one. Okay, thank you, thank you so much. That jacket is actually a Calvin Klein jacket, and I'm a big advocate for buying thrift or buying used because of, you know, the fashion industry can be very dangerous as well. My friend Eddie actually yeah. got that jacket for me for $2 and it was tagged at 225. Wow. I need to go through shopping with you. Like <laughs> I tried it once or twice and I hate it. It's so much it's so time consuming. Yes, it is. It takes a lot of your time. Keeps you busy. Yeah, like, but you need patience to do it, definitely. And I think that's something I don't, you know, I don't have. Like, I'll go with my friend and, like, she'll roll out of there with, like, Gucci, Versace, a Birkin bag. And I'm just, like, I found this concert tee. (laughs) You got to be very thorough. When I go into a thrift store, I feel like I have to look at every single little thing. A lot of people hate shopping with me because of that reason. Yeah. Well, you're very beautiful and you're you, you, like you have a good natural look about you, you. that a lot of people don't have. And, uh, you know, because most people are so like, you know, uh, not to bash anybody that wears makeup, but most people are so into beauty and uh, I forget the word, but it's when your face is really done really, really nice. But you have like a natural look about you, you know. I appreciate you noticing that because I've I've tried really hard to keep it in that category of things. Keep you know, like what God gave me is what it is. Not to trick anybody or be something I'm literally not. So Yeah, and I'm looking at your thighs, like do you work out? Um, I would love to say that I work out consistently, but I do not. I I work out That's- periodically that's not fair and you have thighs like i'm jealous i'm suing <laughs> thank you like thank how you. could how dare you that's another but, one yeah. <laughs> i'm blessed with you know some people they have the perfect body like you Zendaya, and us i go to canes one day and i just blow up i'm like Ugh. <laughs> a lot of that has to do with consistent diet as well i know that's such a thing that's like everybody's tired of hearing but what you put into your body really counts. It really does. You made a post saying always respect the wolf in wolf clothing. Uh, what did you mean by that? Oh, goodness. So what I meant by that is kind of a play on words of the sheep. I mean, the wolf in sheep's clothing, right? It means mm-hmm. Somebody that is, you know, in, under disguise in order to get whatever they want. But a wolf in wolf's clothing, clothing is you. what you see is what you get. So whether it's a wolf or not you're not being misled by a costume oh uh, yeah Th- that's what i thought it did i thought it did that you know <laughs> i always respect the people that are authentic you know yeah yeah you made another post two days ago that uh, exhaustion hits different when the people you work for value your time and respect and your work Oh, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I just, have you ever been to a place called the Green Elephant? No, I have not. Where's that at? 
It's in Dallas, uh, SMU Boulevard off of Greenville Avenue. If you're ever in Dallas, I'll take you. I think you would like it because, like, it's a dive bar. Like, on the inside, they have a rave. And in the backyard, they have, like, a drum circle. It's very, like, hippie, like a modern-day um, a modern day uh, Woodstock, I would say. That's something I would definitely make a trip specifically to see. So thank you for letting me know about that. Yeah, I'm actually going this Wednesday, and it's fun. They and like it's funny because whenever I describe it to people, they don't they don't fully comprehend until they actually go there because it never fails. Like I was telling my uh, friend about it. And I literally described it in detail. And when she actually got there, her eyes just lit the fuck up. Like, oh, oh snap. Because they sell, like, edibles. They sell, like, weed. They have, like, a jar of an eighth, like, literally on the table and pre-rolls ready to be sold. That's wonderful because you don't really, a lot of people that are native to Texas, stuff, experiences like that is like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? This is so cool. Like. Yes. Yeah. And and like I talked I interviewed the owner. That interview was posted uh, uh this week actually and I you know I asked him and he said we you know it's still illegal here so we've gotten better like now they they, they keep it hidden. But the regulars, they know who to go to. Like one lady, she does something that nobody does. She does boutique edibles. So they're edibles, but they look like edibles your grandma would make. You know, they're actually pretty. She adds like cake balls and those things are potent. Like her gummies are like, they're small, but they're like 50 milligrams uh, a gummy. And I had like five of them. So is it illegal, but it's decriminalized in Dallas as well? No, it's it's illegal and it's still like I think you will go to jail or get a ticket. I'm not sure. I don't want to tell you nothing wrong, but it is illegal. And if the police caught them, it would be very, very bad. Right. You know, so I'm probably going to cut that part out of the interview. Tell me, tell but, <laughs> just but, but, but no, it was like, just keep everything. Secret. Yeah, but, but no, like it's uh, like they've gotten better because uh, last year, man, they were bold with it. I mean, brownies, pre-rolls laid out on the table, yeah. you know, and my friend was like, oh, shit, they're really out here in this bitch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they hide it now, but you know who to go to. And some of them still like I walked in there and the guy had like a jar full of pre-rolls and they smoke out there too like it's amazing it's a fun place to me that's so much more beautiful than walking into a bar and everybody is plastered off their ass like everybody's chilling and smoking i prefer that environment over drinkers that could potentially smoke when they leave or they're fighting and everybody's all charged up with inauthentic energy the weed is definitely the way to go in austin it's completely decriminalized there's people smoking just like it's legal everywhere. Everybody's walking around with the blunt. Like, it's nothing. It's very Yeah, cool. I love Austin so much. I would love to move there, but I'm a mama's boy. I don't want to. That's too far from my mom for me. Oh, yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, one day, though, one day. Um, You made another post that said zoning, fuck home, fuck sleep, come clean. <laughs> now, what did you mean by that? 
Yeah, okay, so it's a song. Um, it's by ASAP Rocky and it's featuring um that really crazy new artist. Uh let me see. I have trouble coming up with it off the top of my head, but that's that's the uh it's called Fuck Sleep by ASAP Rocky. Let me see who's featured because she is a crazy artist. Uh FKA Twigs. Oh, she's insane. <laughs> yeah, she has like this opera voice that's completely magical and takes you under as soon as you hear it. And I'm really glad they collabed because it meshed very well. The music video is so sick. I love his sense of fashion. He's he's never afraid to break boundaries. Yeah, that's the truth. He's really I I I hope him and Rihanna actually work out. I actually like that pairing. Sorry about the helicopter. Like I said, I'm outside. It's cool. I don't even. I don't even hear it. Your speaker is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you made a uh, another post about uh, hot hypnogagia oh. or something. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Okay, here I am. Sorry about oh, that. Yeah. It's cool. It was your turn to go back to the upside down that time. Okay. <laughs> but no, you made a post about uh, hypnogagia. Did I pronounce it right? Hip Hypnogagia, I think is how it's pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's when you uh, hallucinate right when you wake up from a dream. Yes, it's actually not a dream, and some people confuse it with, oh, you're having a bad dream, but it's not. Um, my eyes are actually open, and wherever I am, I can see my room, but it is infested with bugs, and they're crawling on me. And it's the most terrifying thing I, I have experienced in life, period. <laughs> and I've been struggling with it since um, I was dating my first boyfriend, and I was living with him in the basement. We had a spider problem and also a drug problem might I add which did not help anything and probably contributes to the psychological after effects of it all so I still struggle with it to this day so if you have any listeners that are also experiencing this I would love 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 to hear their stories and feel free to reach out to me and explain what's going on yeah so let's get kind of deeper into it uh you said it's a hallucination before you or after you go to bed or something yes usually um uh it really doesn't have a time frame like i can wake up at 3 a.m or i could it could happen right as i'm falling asleep Mm-hmm. and um yeah my eyes are open i'm sitting up and I have tried and tried to, um, quote unquote, control it because I'm an active lucid dreamer. I, I record all of my dreams. I'm very active in, in the dreaming world because it's it's very real to me. I take it very seriously. And yeah, I've tried to just like sit there and say, OK, I love you, bugs. Like, you know, like direct the energy to be good. But um, I physically cannot. Uh, it's It's pure instinctual fear as if the bugs are really there. And I'm covered in them, and it's it's very scary. So I always wake up, rush, turn the light on, look around, like, okay, we're good. <laughs> I can't see them anymore. Go back to sleep. Wow. That happened to me once. Like, uh, say, for instance, uh, I had went to bed, 
and I woke up and I saw the chick from the ring holding on. It was like a girl with long black hair and a white robe, and she was literally holding on to my door handle. That's so creepy. For for like, yeah, for like five seconds. And the weird thing is my mom was in the room and she couldn't see her. Right. Yeah, so it was... It was definitely weird. I, I, it was one of those moments where you're too sleepy. Like, it happened so fast. You're too, like, you just woke up, so you're not even scared. You're just trying to comprehend it, you know? Yeah, okay, so you weren't scared. You didn't have, like, the instinct fear of, like, get up, go. I didn't have time. Yeah, I didn't have time. I just woke up, and she was there holding my uh, closet door. And, you know, I blinked my eyes. She was there for like three seconds and I blinked my eyes and then she disappeared. And it was just like, what, you know? So how do you, how do you um, feel and what are your thoughts on that being real and you just being able to tap into something else that's really there, but we can't see it? Yeah, it, it, it could have been real. And like, I do feel that, because, like, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I don't really do it anymore. But LSD was my drug of choice back when I was younger. Like, I loved that stuff. I would do it once a week even, you know. And um, I truly believe that the government has, you know, made it illegal because it is a powerful drug. And it does put you in touch with the spirit world there was a um there was a guy i forget his uh i think uh mckenna or something i forget his name but he's like really big into like lsd world so everybody listening is gonna be like what the fuck you love lsd but you don't know the father of it you know (laughs) but um yeah but so anyways he did a study he got 50 people and uh he gave them all hallucinogenic you know drugs and half of the people saw one thing and the other half saw another and he said it must have been real because it's impossible for two people to hallucinate the same thing if it's a hallucination you're not going to see the same thing so he really feels like lsd magic mushrooms they open the door they open your eyes you know they make you vulnerable enough to see things that are actually there have you ever been tripping with like a group of friends or people that you're really connected with and you don't have to talk everything is unspoken and your minds are connected somewhat yeah that's so cool i love i love the thought i actually try to practice those things without tripping to kind of break the barriers like I avoid thinking like okay I need mushrooms to feel a certain way or to break those barriers um, I try to access through them through meditation and things like that of course tripping helps but if we could all break down the barriers in our everyday reality imagine how beautiful the world can oh uh, yeah oh uh, yeah because what people don't know is we're more powerful than we think we are. We are spirits first, you know? Yes, agreed 100%. You know, and I wanted to ask you, uh, what's your religious background? My religious background, I actually grew up Christian. And I kind of went through the motions with my family. My dad was raised um, 
I almost want to say in a cultish culture, like a cult is what, what my aunt was kind of informing me that it was. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, uh, I don't even know how to explain it because I don't want to say it wrong. But growing up, I remember him going through the movies. We went to church and everything and read the Bible consistently. We talked about God. And then, like, as we got a little bit older, he kind of started realizing, like, hey, maybe this stuff is kind of crazy. And so, like, we kind of got to go through that together without really talking about it. Um, I grew up I grew up with a pair of Bibles that was, like, really, really old. And I'd always open them and read Revelations. It was my favorite. Uh, I love and Revelations, we, too. It's yeah, my favorite, too. It's, it's, it's so uh, intriguing. It really is. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So you're not Christian anymore? I don't like I don't like um labeling it. I really don't because if you say that you're a Christian and then you also say that you practice doing psychic readings or uh you know reading tarot yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't you can't do that. I mean yeah, me, me personally me personally I say I'm a spiritualist. Um now if you want to put a label on it Yes, I am a Christian. I believe Jesus died on the cross uh, for our sins, you know, and all that. I believe in God, uh, but, you know, uh, I'm a spiritualist for the most part, you know. Totally. Totally. The Bible even tells us to question everything. And I don't, I think, you know, getting all of your spiritualism from a certain church can be not, I mean, it might not be dangerous, but it's going to keep you closed into one certain way of thinking and that's however your pastor and the people around you are thinking yeah and one thing i noticed about being a spiritual person is we are very powerful magical being like say for instance uh the world was created by words so it makes sense that our words are powerful you know like our words are literally spells you know what i mean like say for instance we can uh i i made a uh an example i said this wall is white and i can speak it red and it will be red now i might have to go to home depot and get the paint (laughs) but at the end of the day it's gonna be red because faith without works is dead right they think like oh you can't do that with your mind that's not that's what is magic, but no, like it's, it has a very physical aspect to it. I see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. yeah, Cause like faith without works is dead. Like I can say, Oh, I'm going to be a doctor all I want, but until I get up and go, you know, put in the work with the, you know, with the, cause like even with real spells, like if you don't put the intention with the spell, then it's not going to work. You know what I mean? There's even a verse in the Bible that speaks on that too. It says something like faith without work is dead or something like that. And yeah, that's what it, yeah, that's what it says. Like it could, you can literally see McDonald's down the street and you're like, oh yes, I'm going to get a Whopper or well, McDonald's don't have Whoppers. So that would be impossible, but you know, uh, you go, I'm going to get a Big Mac. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to get a Big Mac. But until you start walking towards it, you can say you're going to get a Big Mac all you want, but it it's not going to come to you. Exactly. But first you have to say it. You ha- There's something that has to go off in your mind that says, I'm getting this. That's that's also what I feel about um, the whole culture around saying I have anxiety or I am depressed or I have depression. It can be so limiting 
and people don't get it they take it as me being an asshole when I say this which is fine um but it's like (laughs) constantly say like oh I have anxiety I have anxiety or oh I have depression I have depression you're claiming that and you're keeping that next to you instead of saying look this certain situation makes me feel uncomfortable when you do this and this and that or this certain situation makes me feel down on myself whenever this or this or this happens in my life it's like that reminds you you remind me of my uh parents when you said that because there's times where even I would be like oh I'm dyslexic and my mom would be like you're not dyslexic stop saying that you know don't claim that (laughs) yeah because you're claiming it for yourself and you're actually uh giving yourself that um whatever you want to call it disease or disorder or something um claiming it saying like oh my eating disorder no um you don't have to say it like that and if you keep saying it like that you're gonna need medication to get out of it if you say oh this food makes me uncomfortable or this time of day eating makes me it makes it difficult i don't know and i'm just particular about words because like you said yeah small language yeah and 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 you say you do uh tarot card readings so i have i have messed with it a little bit um and when it feels right when the when the moment feels like we're in a space of purity it's okay but i don't whip them out at any given time for any given thing you know because it's it's the power behind you not the cards if you give the cards the power then you're doing like blasphemous things like you're putting the physical world in control of you yeah one time i was in new york actually during a brutal winter and um my ex had slammed my phone on the floor and broke it but thankfully um he replaced it so i got to drive to new york uh, a town called utica and get a new phone sorry to like rant off but I just got the random feeling I was like dude I really want to go pick up some sage from a shop and I went to I went to the first shop I found and it was way too generic for me and I decided (laughs) (laughs) I need to find something real and earthbound (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was just like you know basic and there was a shop that I found on google which actually led me to a tattoo parlor and I was like this is not what I need I went inside and I said dude I'm looking for this specific shop like I have to I have to go there and what they gave me the lady's phone number. I went over there. I found her. She gave me the most amazing in-depth reading. And she pulled out a, a pack of cards. And the cards were from a the Seminole Indian tribe in Florida, which I've always been fascinated with, was which an, an instant sign that I was in the right place. You know what I mean? Because she was like, oh, these yeah. are Seminole Indians. I was like, what? I've always loved that. Cool. Thank you. And it was, it was great. It's changed my life. Yeah, sound like she was your uh who was the uh tree lady in uh grandmother willow, you know. But yeah. Perfect timing. It was. It was it was a great experience. Yeah. Are you single now? I am single now, yes. Hey, I'ma shoot my shot. <laughs> oh man, I've been looking for somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, but I do too. want to I do want to touch on the subject. We we touched on it, but we didn't fully immerse. I asked this question to all my uh uh models that I interview. How do you as a young woman, because I know Texas is a great place to be a model because the models are so supportive here. Like, there's no cattiness. There's no, like, it's a little competitive, but there's no, like, disrespect. Like, everybody supports everybody. 
my friend said when she first started, she was in a room full of like smart, beautiful, independent women. And it was a beautiful thing. And um, when I interview some a model from somebody else, like I have a friend, she's a Russian model in Florida. She's like, I've had my tires slashed. I've had mm. people give me the wrong directions so they can go to my shoes. Like she has no friends whatsoever in the industry. And in Dallas, all the models are friends with each other, okay. no matter what kind. Because there's a lot of subgenres when it comes to models. And even they're like for close, you know. So uh, how do you stay safe when you're going to these shoots? Because I know... Texas does have a blacklist, but even with the blacklist, there's somebody that slips through the cracks, you know? So I I've, I'm completely unaware of the situation that you're talking about with your friend. I've never experienced um, model to model hatred like that, but I, I'm also a yeah. person, so I don't, I don't get linked up with a bunch in, into groups or things like that. So maybe that's what's kind of protecting me. I, I don't know. Yeah. That sounds awful. Like, there's none of that in Texas, but man, like LA, Florida has to be the worst. I've interviewed a couple of models from Florida and they say that it's cutthroat. But like Florida, LA, New York, yeah, Texas is a nicer place. I could imagine. I could imagine it comes with the competition and like how how saturated the industry is. And that's just with anything yeah. waiting tables or, you know, any business, you're going to have competition and, and the culture of the people around you. Definitely, definitely. But so how do you stay safe as a uh, female model? Well, staying safe to me, I instantly think of the creepy guys with the cameras I was telling you about earlier. Anything mm-hmm. I'm going to do, even with female, I always like to bring someone or bring a weapon of some kind, which I know sounds weird, but my dad hooked me up with a really cool machete. So um, sometimes I'm like, hey, let's do a shoot. And then I incorporate the machete into it just to kind of like assert myself if I'm alone, if that sounds like crazy or whatever. But no, that's actually badass. And I'm laughing because I have seen a picture of you with a machete. Oh, my gosh. And just to be completely uh, clear about the people that I've worked with, because I um, I do a lot of promotion. Like, of course, if I work with a photographer, I want to promote you, but I don't want to lead models into a creepy situation. The situation that you were talking about with the machete, at first, the guy was really cool. And I was like, wow, you're going to be really cool to work with. And then after our second shoot, um, it was okay. Um, He was like more focused on me than the other model that I brought because she wasn't taking her clothes off. And then um, I wasn't able to shoot with him on our next shoot because I had already scheduled with a photographer and he wanted me to go shoot directly after that. And it was like the guy had caught feelings for me or something. It was like he was acting like we were dating and it was very creepy and very weird. So I would not recommend shooting with that photographer, particularly in that photo that you're talking about. Say his name. What's his name? Well, his name is Ruben Kapler from Detroit. He does a lot of nude art and, um, you know, art like that, which, of course, is his forte. And he's actually a really, really good photographer. And if the model and him happen to have good chemistry, it might work out. But for me and him, it did not work out. He was like a jealous 
a jealous guy or something. It was really strange. And I would be careful <laughs> just to be completely. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody should know like what they're dealing with whenever they go into work with somebody and not to throw anybody's name under the bus. Of course, everybody should make their own decisions, but I'm not going to promote somebody that made me uncomfortable. Exactly. And I don't blame you, but in his defense, you are one of the most beautiful girls in the world. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, not to be the devil's advocate, but, you know, he was probably, you probably gave him a heart attack. He was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen anybody like this before. Right. And I mean, I could totally understand being excited to work with somebody and then not being able to and it being yeah. artists are always emotionally attached to their work. And I, I understand that completely. And it's nothing to bash his character because it's not like he didn't touch me inappropriately. He didn't make inappropriate comments. He literally he didn't do anything wrong. It was just the emotional setting of it that I was like, okay, no, I can't do this. This is this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, back to your uh, well, back to the question at hand. Like, what's a good way besides bringing a machete <laughs> and a friend, you know, that you use? Because I uh, a lot of people say before they go to a shoot, they'll find a model that they shot, or they'll like find. Uh, you know, ask somebody like, hey, is this person good? You know, See, that's that's great. And I actually didn't even think about it because I'm so head first about things. I'm just like, yeah, like dive into it. I'll be great. God's going to take care of me. And there's a there's a um, photographer in Detroit. His name is David Annis, and he's he's wonderful. He does like a lot of psychedelic uh, Photoshop work. And he, he runs a group mm-hmm. online that is uh, pretty much checking, you know, a photographer like checking base point like you post on there like, hey, is this photographer cool? And then girls will get on there and, and give their experiences and let you know first. And I thought it was a really brilliant idea that I'd never come across because I'm, I'm pretty like to myself, I keep to myself. So reaching out to another model is, I didn't really think of that. Yeah. Now, uh, back to your profile pic. We touched on a little bit, but we didn't really go in depth. Did you draw that? No, I was actually in a group in OKC that my friend and um, model hooked me up with an awesome opportunity to do live figure modeling. And the specific artists of that that painting I couldn't tell you because uh they're all at least 70 years old so they don't have Facebooks or anything and they kind of just came in the session drew it and they're like oh you can take a picture of it and I never saw them again so I'd love to give credit but it definitely was not me I'm the model yeah and but how, how do you get confidence to get naked like that Oh, that's a great like I, like I guess having a nice body helps, but still, man, I would, you know. Well, everybody is is particular about what they think their body should look like, and it doesn't matter what your body looks like if you can let that aspect of yourself go, saying, "Oh, I should look like this," or "I should look like that," or "My nipples should be smaller," or "My toes are shaped weird." Like, let all of that go, and just be comfortable in your skin because you can't change it right like mm, you, can, yeah. you can you know get surgery and change it but if it might not help you know because then you might want another surgery or you might want something else to change and, and you're going to be uncomfortable I don't know that's just that's just from my my personal experience I know plenty of people that are happy happy getting surgeries and I give props because mentally I don't think I could handle that just just let go and like be, be who you are because that's all you can be 
Yeah, and I don't really think there's anything like if you honestly feel like a surgery is going to make you more comfortable, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. However, comma, I don't think anybody needs that if that if if that if that makes sense. Right, right. I agree too. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to- Now, what do you, how, how do you feel about guys that like judge women and classify them as sluts for like doing nude, uh, doing nude photos? Honestly, like I don't really like nude photos because I have a weak heart. So if I see, you know, if I see you nude like that, I, I might die. I might have a stroke. <laughs> but, but you know, it is. Especially, yeah, see, but, like but- everything that society has pinned on us for being naked it's yeah i understand i get it yeah but i mean i don't think i think it's just expression like again my friend amber she shaved her head uh this year it was something on her uh bucket list actually we shaved our heads together and um she said it was like empowering to like that men is like beautiful to women and like take it for your own you know or like uh it's empowering to like be naked and just be you for a photo shoot you know what i mean it is empowering because it kind of weeds people out that are only liking you because you look a certain way whenever a woman shaves her head she kind of takes away that femininity and then it kind of weeds out the bad guys that only care about how she looks it's like oh shit you're bald I can't talk to you like yeah oh my god (laughs) okay so funny story um I keep reading her because you remind me a lot of her but funny story she like my friend she doesn't believe in shaving you know like yeah yeah like she barely believed in like deodorant she would use natural deodorant and her mom would tell her she would be like will you wear deodorant please but she doesn't (laughs) shave she doesn't shave her legs and she was on a date with this guy and uh she has a tattoo on her leg and she had totally forgot she was wearing a dress and she was like oh by the way I have hairy legs. I don't believe in shaving. And the dude was like, that's awesome. And she had one of those moments where you look at him and you're like, where have you been all my life? Yes, you know? So perfect. Yeah, like he didn't even, you know, he didn't even care, you know? That's wonderful. I actually have been inspired about the same thing because I'm from a really small town where everybody knows everybody. So anything you do is like... <gasps> all over you know everybody's mouths the next day and this girl her name is joe and she was actually one of my first models she kind of broke the barriers for me for the not shaving thing and i didn't get it at first at first i'd see her and i was like dude shave your freaking legs like what are you thinking like why do you have armpit hair like it's driving me crazy but i didn't say anything of course and then later on i started to get it as me and my ex started having issues it was like, okay, well, what if I didn't shave my legs? Are you still going to wake up and, and love me? I, I, if I have armpit hair, are you, are you still going to feel the same about me? And it's it's really a great way to, like I said, weed out the people that don't freaking matter. They don't count. It does. It, and it will, trust me. It will run a <laughs> lot of people away. <laughs> it will. But the ones that stay are the good ones, you know? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Your friend sounds amazing. I would love to, like, 
follow her on Instagram or like even have a conversation. Yeah, her name is Amber uh, Amber Rain on Instagram and uh, Facebook. But I'll send you both of those after mm-hmm. the thing because you guys would like get along. Like we all three got to like vibe someday. Yeah, of course. I love Dallas too. Dallas has always been enticing to me. The culture is so fast paced and you got to be kind of aggressive when driving. I love Dallas. I fit in great there. Yeah. Now, what inspires you as an artist? I, as an artist, everything inspires me. 